This a success off another breath. This the first step in searching to be nothing less than be the best in what you do to prove their strength in being you. Learn so much in chasing dreams that I never would in school. So recording all in all areas are oh, fantastic. Well, what's going on, guys? Kieran Headley here from the Pocket Coach Podcast, uh, the place where we bring mental health and performance together uh, we sometimes have doctors specialists in their fields coming on to talk about uh, these topics or you might have your boy Kiz just like right here speaking about mental health or performance so today we're doing our very first live ever live podcast so I'm very excited about this we've got the noises of the of the bikes of the cars of the people of you know cafes and everything going on around us we're in the heart of Takapuna and um, yeah we're basically just completely open to the space we've invited some people down and you know if they come then we're going to have some fantastic conversations which is exciting or if they don't come then we're just going to have your boy Kez speaking about mental health and performance on his own so we'll see how we go um, I have no idea what's going to happen here I'm actually I'm not going to lie I'm a little bit nervous um, um, yeah it is definitely a little bit out of my comfort zone and there's actually very few things that are so this is one of them um, yeah, we've got a whole lot of tech set up. We've got this new mixer I've never used before. We've got um, a couple of quality um, Rode Procaster mics going on. Um, we've got three cameras. We've got two live streams. It's, um, yeah, it's a full go, so the full shabam. So yeah, it's, um, it's free. Yeah, very exciting. Um, so we'll see if anyone comes by. We've got a couple of signs set up as well, um, just indicating that, hey, you can come on down and join in on the Pocket Coach podcast. In terms of the sound quality as well, I'm going to be very fascinated to see how um, this turns out as well. Because again, like I said, this is all brand new. This has never happened before in this way. So yeah, we'll see how everything goes. Anyway, because um, we do have one guy actually, I think he just shot off to get a coffee. He is going to come down and join. Um, you saw on one of my posts um, that we're doing a live podcast. So we will have someone coming down, which is good. Until then, I think I'll just start spilling and um, sharing a little bit about Maybe my own journey is probably a good place to start. Um, well, first of all, there was once upon a time when this would never have happened. <laughs> I would not have... Um, oh, yeah. What, are you all good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so basically you're, you're sort of hearing me jumping in and out as well of conversation because um, you know, since we've got so much tech going on, I want to make sure that things are always going to be all good. But yeah, once upon a time I was quite possibly the shyest kid in my own class um, from how I felt anyway I felt incredibly shy incredibly terrified of people of the world um, I was fueled by depression at the time and unknowingly anxiety as well um, although I wasn't even really aware that I was depressed I didn't really have a word for it but I knew I felt off I knew I felt sad I knew I felt <laughs> incredibly um, disassociated from the world and from people around me so that's really where I was and um, yeah, over the course of many years, um, I finally came to understand what it was after I went to, went to a counselor and did a lot of work through a counselor. I um, came to understand that, okay, great, I had, de I had depression. I got diagnosed by a doctor, depression. Um, what was interesting actually about the diagnosis with the doctor and the thing that sort of frustrates me a little bit about it is the fact that when I went to the doctor, it was something completely unrelated to um, my mental health at all actually it was actually about this low energy spell I was having um, it was about this insane amount of brain fog I was napping about five times a day as well in my car because I had no energy 
Um, and this was completely due to a hormonal imbalance issue that I had created for myself, honestly. I was actually abusing testosterone at the time. Um, I was, um, oh man, I was um, seeking pure uh, external validation. Um, I was, I put on a lot of muscle. I was feeling fantastic about myself, but in all the wrong ways. And um, yeah, um, it was it was interesting because I ended up getting because I was on testosterone replacement therapy. Um, it wasn't really therapy. It was because of um, my own my own use, my own decision to use it. I um, oh, I think the camera sort of yeah. Oh oh, it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> nice catch. Oh yeah, maybe you need to take it out of the case because the case will be slippery. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah no no problem um so yeah essentially when it came down to it i was um using the testosterone and i ended up getting some fake stuff from through a friend and unfortunately uh, yeah that um that fake stuff didn't work of course and my testosterone went very low it went down to like a four or five point which is very 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 low for a guy um and I wasn't able to get an erection. Yes, <laughs> that was one thing. Um, I was very, um, I felt incredibly weak, felt incredibly tired. And this is when the brain fog came on. This is when the intense napping came on. This is when I started to not be able to function as a human being. It's horrible. And yeah, I felt quite depressed about it. Yeah, I felt quite anxious about it. But the predominant cause of it was the testosterone factor, right? And there's actually strong correlations between testosterone and depression that have been actually coming out in a lot of recent literature as well. So I can see why after direct experience and of course being in Takapuna we're going to get the loud cars coming through the guys with the fixed exhausts there we are oh there we go <laughs> uh, and um, yeah so I went to the doctor about it and um, yeah he got me to fill out a form and now here's the thing that annoyed me is the form was quite literally a seven step questionnaire it was just seven questions I filled out the questionnaire uh, and of course I um, got every single one um, sort of in the bracket of what it would mean to be depressed or to um, have anxiety. So yeah, he diagnosed me with, with depression and um, uh, he offered me prescription medication I denied, um, purely out of pride, purely out of pride. Um, I, I definitely needed some support at the time, um, but I declined it because I was too much of a man. It was too manly for the support, right? And um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. I ended up taking instead um, as I was going through this whole process, um, I ended up actually going to an um, endocrinologist, which is a specialist around hormones and the endocrine system. So the endocrine system is essentially uh, the system that helps to produce hormones and compounds within our system. Right Now, uh, because my endocrine system was messed up uh, from the abuse of testosterone, um, I needed the help. So I went to an endocrinologist and he gave me um, a nice straightforward... Uh, um, plan um, to use the testosterone and then to use some other medication to help my testosterone rebalance and it, it did work it took a very long time though it took um, like I, I was in this depth for maybe about uh, 10 months of brain fog of feeling out of it and the, it was the last sort of six months that I was going through the healing phase because the first four months I had no idea what was going on um, and it felt horrible and um, yeah going through this process uh, I, I learned a lot and I ended up actually taking St. John's wort. So for those that don't know what St. John's wort is, it's a natural herb. Um, also, I'm just wondering as well, do you think people can also hear 
conversation through here? Like, do you think? I think so, because someone said cool accent. Oh, cool accent. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to next time get one of those things where um, you can attach the mic into the iPhone and like you can point it. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I'm um, almost like a shotgun mic in a way. I, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, so, yeah, I took St. John's wort. It's this beautiful herb, this um, compound, um, completely natural, by the way, but it focuses on decreasing cortisol. And as a consequence, it actually raises serotonin. And someone's been talking to me about dopamine. I'm not sure about the, the true correlation, um, whether or not dropping cortisol would actually decrease dopamine or would it enhance it. I actually don't know. Um, it might influence dopamine. Um, I don't I particularly know the specific science behind that yet. Um, something I'd like to look into. But essentially, there is a positive um, correlation between that and uh, dropping cortisol. So that was my um, medication experience in a natural sense. Um, it worked very beautifully. And um, I would like to invite this gentleman who's actually come and join us on a podcast. And I'll continue with a little bit about my story at a later point. Um, but we have a beautiful gentleman here. Please come on and join. Um, I'll get you to sit uh, sort of like right in here. Yeah, because yep. we want to be in frame. Yeah, there we Alrighty. go. Yeah. There we go. So what was your name again, sorry? Shane. Shane, yeah, so Kieran. My hands are yeah, That's sorry. okay, brother. That's okay, yeah. Thank you for coming down. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah, and where are you from, by the way? Originally I'm from the U.S. US. Oh, Utah, okay. So. Oh, wow, beautiful. Yeah. Now I live in Okra, so just north of Long Bay. Yeah, yeah. And how are you finding it in New Zealand? How long have you been in New Zealand? About six and a half years this time and two years another time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so first time was in mostly in Christchurch. Yeah. Then went back to the States to be close with family and then had wanted to come out here for some time. And Beautiful. We had the chance in 2014 and been here ever since. So. Wow. Oh, that's a country. Oh, man. I'm, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, I've spent some time in the States, but mainly in um, California and okay. a little bit on the East Coast. So I did a little bit of Florida and... Um, the keys, which was beautiful. Nice. Um, yeah, but um, I lived for three months in San Diego. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Absolutely loved it there. Yeah, it was. It's definitely. I feel like that was a home away from home, San yeah. Diego. Yeah, San Diego was beautiful. Mm. So. I've only spent a little time there, but it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Florida, I only know the airport, just passing okay. through. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, what drew you to New Zealand originally? Was oh, it was quite some time ago um, when we were still married um, we'd both been interested in New Zealand and Australia for some time right. and even before Lord of the Rings yeah you know, so. okay so you actually knew it existed yes before we, we actually knew it existed yeah. long before yeah. it became popular yeah. with Middle Earth but yeah and had the chance to move down here and it was what, 2006 so 2006 to 2008 lived in New Zealand and enjoyed it here and beautiful we had um, our son was about five years old at the time oh like amazing seven and yeah the next time we moved down is actually it was funny because we had a daughter in the meantime while we were back in the states oh, wow. and, and she was almost five when we moved here so yes. it was a similar experience for her but now we've just stayed and she doesn't know any different she hardly remembers the states right she just knows new zealand mostly yeah. and little yeah. so memories any, of it any accent at all she has kept most of her american accent really, really weird that I is think. so fascinating and if it's like a new zealand name yeah uh, like uh, a place or something that she'll do more of a kiwi accent okay. with it yeah, and I'm not sure, but I'm betting that times she probably switches a little bit with her friends. Mm. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people are just like, "Oh, I love her accent and stuff." And oh like, yeah, to me it's just normal. But yeah, for sure. And sometimes there are certain words I'll still kind of mix up in the sentence a little bit of Kiwi accent, a little bit of American mm. accent. And me, I'll probably never lose my American accent. Just, yeah, I'm old enough that it's, it's just, just so deeply there. ingrained. Eh? Yes, yeah. it was interesting when I went overseas. Um, I lived in a few different countries. 
Um, and I held on to my New Zealand accent, yes, but I lost actually quite a bit of it, eh? So when I came back, um, people were asking me, where are you from? I'm like, I'm oh, from yeah. here. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, it did diminish slightly, but I can definitely see that it would, it would never completely disappear. Yeah. Yeah. I've had people tell me mine has softened yep. over time. Yeah. So, so um, when's the last time you went back? What's that? Uh, 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been so, a while. Yeah. yeah, it is. So I'm looking at possibilities of going back to visit now because there's yes. been like between my my mom and my dad and my stepmom their health's not great and so it's like okay mm. I should go back for a visit and just see them and put up with the, the two weeks quarantine when I come back here and yeah yeah just but do it so oh that's fantastic brother yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah so um, thanks for coming on down as I mentioned earlier man and um, I'd love to actually ask what what inspired you to um, join in what was the sort uh, of because it seems like what a lot of you, what you talk about is like um, managing mood and yeah. emotions and different things, and it's something that I'm getting into right now. Mm. Um, um, at the moment, I'm doing holistic health with like massage therapy, <laughs> Reiki, craniosacral therapy, and a few different things yeah. under luminary wellness. But I'm transitioning into creating some online workshops around personal development. Oh wow! Like the Amazing. I'm, the first yes. one I'm making is nine tools for managing stress and difficult emotions. And wow! It's like okay, it'd be cool to talk with him and to see what he has to say and this and that and oh, fantastic and, and what, what have been some of the big takeaways and lessons that you've gained so far that have really surprised oh, you in a way I suppose is probably a good one I think one of the main things is that uh, it's not so much about the big things it's about the little things yeah. just little tiny things whether it's just like okay pausing and just breathe for a moment and you know if it's totally. mindfulness just taking 60 seconds just to be really aware of what you see or what you hear and things like that and um, that was important enough that I kind of incorporated it into like my first tattoo a few years ago. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's just so many little things that we can do, making sure we move our bodies, um, whether yeah. that's, you know, the gym or yoga or just going for a walk yeah. or stretches. Mm. If we're not moving our bodies, we're not managing the stress and the, the emotions. It's just going to get stuck. Yes, yes. And there's it, actually a big thing about that, isn't there? Yeah. The fact that it can, um, that our nervous system does actually um have some form of release that occurs through that movement and through that shake i mean like of course it's very animalistic isn't it yeah. you see like um you see de antelope do it a lot um when they uh when say they've just been hunted down hello hello hey <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna come give you a hug i'm jumping out of this <laughs> Sorry, that's all right mm. so and that's also um this fantastic human over here is one of the humans that i work with nice. yeah yeah mm. Um, she's just coming from Australia. Australia, <laughs> that's a yeah. big hop over the pond. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's really fascinating, right? Around with the antelope, if you see a whole herd of antelope, uh, and so, like basically they get chased down by like a lion or by some sort of predator, uh -huh. um, and say one of their peers die, quite literally within 60 seconds, you'll see the rest of the herd shake it off. And then return back to what they were doing. It's like they, yeah, they're, they're not as traumatized the way that we are. They're not accumulating this yeah. um, strong, intense memory um, the same way that we would if you know there was a death around us, or even if we just um, went through a breakup, let alone death itself. Um, so that's their switch from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. Correct. Yeah. So, um, so there's an interesting. Um, they can't actually maintain a very long. Um, uh, they can't really maintain a very long period of time in the sympathetic system. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the um, the way that we're designed, we're designed to go through prolonged periods of stress, whereas um, animals such as antelope aren't. So they're actually designed to go more into the parasympathetic because what the parasympathetic does is it helps them to broaden their vision. Mm. Um, and, of course, you know, they're, they're, um, 
um, why they're you know, not predators, right? So they need to constantly be yeah. aware of their surroundings. Absolutely. Whereas control. we've been more um, in the predatorial um, state for a lot of time, you know, hunting, hunting, hunting. Um, so our eyes have um, been you know, focused more forward. Um, mm. And in doing so, we don't actually need this, um, need this huge widespread vision the same way as like the antelope do. Because they they're out in open fields, they need to be aware and in the parasympathetic state, they're able to be more um, observ- observant of what's going on around them. So if they're in the sympathetic state, they're more in the narrow vision, you right. see. Yeah, so I think based on um, what I've heard anyway, I'm, I might be speculating a little bit here, but <laughs> yeah, they aren't able to maintain that sympathetic state um, because of a few reasons such as the fact that they need to keep the vision more broad right. for survival purposes. Um, but yeah, sense. one of the shifts is the shaking, the movement, yeah, is That's to help cool. them to shift, um, yeah, which is really fascinating. And it's definitely something that us humans don't do enough of, right? Um, which is a yeah. movement factor. So yeah, I love that. That was a big yeah. factor you noticed. It's one of the main things that's helped me. Like I went through stages of where I had um, high enough levels of anxiety and depression that mm. I was like referred by a doctor for counseling stuff and movement to like, especially like just freeform dance, just finding some music I like and just shaking my body however yeah, I feel yeah. like has been one of the most best therapies for me Wow. in doing that. But I know a lot of people just find different ways to do it. So, yeah, yeah. You know, however it is, is moving the body is just so beneficial. Yes. Yeah, yeah so true. And you mentioned as well, um, like the pausing factor. That's been big for me. Mm. Um, the tuning into the senses, the sensory organs, and actually noticing what it is I see, a taste, a touch, smell, hear. And um, really tuning into those moments frequently throughout the day has allowed me to break up um, this association I had with mind. It's like the belief, the strong belief that I had with a thought in the past was to the point of my reality. Like every single thought I had in terms of maybe this person doesn't like me, that thought would be instantly real to me. It uh-huh. would, like, that, that assumption would actually be reality. Yeah. Or the assumption that I'm not good enough would be a reality for me, right? Or the assumption that um, my partner's gonna break up with me would be a reality for me. Like these assumptions that I'd made, these thoughts that, I, that I'd had going through my head were so strong and potent to me that they became a reality um, to the point where I actually manifested it because I would um, act from a state of fear and clingingness and control in those environments because I was so fearful and afraid of it actually going through with that. And then, of course, the more you try to grapple onto something, you know, the more it tries to get away. Um, So, yeah, that was the kind of life that I lived for a long time. And that pausing, that simplicity um, of just taking moments of breath and moments of pausing and tuning into the sensory organs um, more often throughout the day, that allowed me to break up that... um, that uh, identification I had with my mind and my thoughts and mm. really helped to create that space and really come to a, a deep understanding as to what reality really was, which is this, like, this is reality, Absolutely. what we're doing right now, <laughs> you know, not what I'm thinking about in an hour's time or two hours time. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the worst, the worst things that happen to us are usually just our fears. Life yes. is usually a lot less stressful than our fears think it's going to be. Oh man. Yeah. And I, I like that you're talking about like thinking about all those negative things and stuff. Cause like there's a difference between like ruminating about all these different things and yes. using potential negative thoughts constructively. And there used to be this movement for like, you, you should only have positive thoughts. You can only yes, have positive thoughts. Yes. And that's not generally it's, possible as no, human beings. Exactly. We're hardwired for a certain amount of negative emotions. If like you step out in the street, you think, okay, I might get hit by a bus. Yeah. That serves a useful purpose. Like, okay, stop and look. Yes. It's different than like, you know, when we're just ruminating, like, okay, maybe they, what do they think this? Well, I should have done this and this. And those become not yes. useful for us. And, those aren't good but but we have to have a certain amount of negative thoughts in order to just be human and to process things and take safe actions yeah totally 
So totally. it's, okay, it's okay to have some negative thoughts. And Absolutely, and yeah. it's actually the um the the attempt at suppressing those negative thoughts that ends up being the most prob the biggest problem in our life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a a book I read several years ago. I don't remember any specifics, but it was called um, The Antidote, Happiness for People Who Don't Like Positive Thinking. Wow. And this journalist went and interviewed all these different groups, like Stoics and Buddhists and different yeah, things, yeah. and like people that just really allow themselves just to totally see all aspects, whether they feel it's negative or positive, yeah. and to feel everything and, and just plan accordingly. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, um, Buddhist concepts have definitely served me a lot um, mm. with the concept of um, equanimity is a big strong factor that um, has helped me in a positive way and that is the concept that there's no positive or negative thoughts it's just thoughts there's no positive or negative emotions it's just emotions mm. and being able to be fully accepting and embracing of all thoughts all emotions no matter what comes through that's the concept of equanimity and um, and Jesus talked about it a lot actually um, in his own way without using that specific word um, but so did as well um, what they call Adi Yogi or Shiva, you know, thousands mm. of years ago. So there's been like this beautiful chain of events through, um, you know, deeper traditional um, teachings around yeah. this concept of equanimity, um, which is this concept that um, there doesn't need to be this strong attachment to the beauty, like to the concept of beauty or the you know perception of beauty, because then it, everything else becomes hell. Right. Um, and now basically I'm creating my own hell on earth, like in doing so. Um, so the concept, this concept is really, and the teaching is really, um, to come to a place where this quote-unquote hell on earth that I've been creating in my mind um, because I'm perceiving things as bad and negative um, such as like these unpleasant emotions are bad and these um, negative thoughts are terrible and you know the strong aversion of these things creates a suffering of those things when they happen but when I'm in equanimity when these things arise it's no longer am I trying to avert them am I trying to escape them Right. Um, so I'm no longer in a state of reaction because um, that's really what reaction is, right? Because going into a state of trying to get away from something mm. or trying to fight something. That's so that, reaction. So yeah. That's kind of like where like meditation mindfulness can come in hand because it teaches totally. just to observe the thoughts and things and not yes. judge them as negative that's, or, that's or just positive. Yeah. Just to notice them and then you can figure out what you want to do with them later on. But just to not get so much into the judgment of it all. Absolutely, huh. yeah, okay. yeah, and that, that's exactly what the concept is about, yeah, yeah, coming to a place of that equanimity, which is that place of non-judgment, yeah, yeah, which I really love. Nice. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very beautiful teaching, and um, yeah, I, I definitely love that. Um, it's coming into more modern society, more, more a little bit more, which is really beautiful, and not, like, yes, Buddhism is coming around a lot, which is amazing, but even the concept of neutrality, the concept of equanimity yeah. is um, coming up a lot more and like meditation really that's the teaching of meditation meditation is a state of non-doing you know and non-reactiveness right yeah, yeah which i love right a state of consciousness and um compulsiveness or reaction is quite literally the opposite of consciousness so one that can be meditation um or be in meditation um not just in terms of the practice but in terms of the way of life mm. um yeah is one that has come to a place of equanimity within themselves yeah yeah which I really find such a beautiful way of living. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Something for me to take away and think oh, about even more and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah well, thank you so much for um, jumping on. Is there anything that you would um, that you're that you'd like to share or anything that you'd like to um, speak to? Oh, a good question. Mm. Um, no, the thing I was thinking is like it's just so important to have human time and yeah, people time and like healthy touch and. <laughs> things like that because yeah. we can survive without it but we can't thrive yes yes without it. i love i love that i love that so, yeah but yeah well, that's it. Mm. we'll call that good so mm. <laughs> oh beautiful well, thank you so much for yeah. coming on yeah, yeah. Um, do, um do you want to come enjoy yeah. 
Yeah, cool. Uh, well, thank you there. so much for coming on, brother. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great to meet you. You too. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. Feel free to hang around, and um, yeah, if the space opens up, we can I jump like on again. Or, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> good on you. Have a beautiful day. Charlotte, Hi. how's it going? Good. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, how's your? So, for those that um, are just tuning in now, uh, Charlotte here. I work with Charlotte, and um, uh, Charlotte is such an incredible human. You uh, have your own. Um, actually, I'm going to get you to speak on this. Um, okay. And yeah, so you're originally Kiwi. Um, yeah. You went over to Australia a while ago and you yeah. started, and we'll get you to move a little closer to the mic if that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you moved over to Australia for a while and now you're back for a little holiday. So speak yeah. to us about a little bit about your journey yeah. and what you do. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, originally from um, Auckland, New Zealand and moved to Brisbane about nine years ago. Where in Auckland were you from? Um, yeah. So I grew up in Glen Eden, out oh, okay. um, Titarangi Way and yeah. then sort of like lived all over. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, back for a extended holiday now. Nice. So um, very grateful to be back and spend some time with family and friends seeing as though it's been closed for a while now with COVID. So um, yeah, we've been working together for like three months now. Think. Oh man, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to four. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. So, um, yeah, just amazing. Like, obviously, all the growth that I've seen with working alongside you and um, our group Heal has been incredible. So, yeah. I just wanted um, to come down and support. Oh, for thank this. you. So, thank you. Um, so yeah. 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 I love that you've already uh, met Roy as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even yeah. know how that was possible, yeah. but it was so awesome. He came up and said, hey. Yeah. And um, yeah, just to see everyone in person, because I know, mm. like, we chat over Zoom, but I think having that, you yeah, know. It's not quite the same. No. Like, mm. <laughs> so, um, no, that was really cool, and it was really nice to have a good conversation with him as well. Yeah, yeah. awesome. How, and yeah. Um, how long are you planning on being in New Zealand again? Well, I was planning on five weeks, but the world has said it's probably going to be eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, So because I'm... Um, um, where else went into lockdown? Um, is it the entire of Australia or is it just um, sort of New it's South Wales? Just or? New South Wales, um, Victoria and South Australia. Okay. But I think um, New Zealand was like, it's just too much of a risk to have, you know, Australia coming into New Zealand. Yeah. So while I was in the sky, they said all flights cancelled. Yeah. While you were in the sky. <laughs> and I wasn't even meant to be on that plane. Like I was on a later plane. It was a big thing. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, I got on the earlier flight. That is flight. so lucky. So, yeah. I'm but um, we'll, because um, what do you do for work again? Yeah. Um, so I've got a beauty salon. Yeah, that's so, right, beauty salon. Yeah, yeah, we um, yeah, do everything beauty, yeah. skin, sort of. Did you say that you're opening up a second store? Second I store? would love to. Yeah. Um, so we've just expanded, um, growing the business into. I used to have two staff members this time last year. I've now got six of us. Wow. Yeah, yes. So I was just thinking, coming here, I think all the work that we do together has just made me so more grateful for it. Mm. Like you know. It may have always happened, but just realizing and being proud of it is, yeah, such yeah. an achievement. So, oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, um, what I'd love to ask a little bit about from you, if you're open to it, is just yeah. maybe a little bit about your own journey around, um, yeah, mental health and what have been some big lessons along your journey. Yep. Yeah, health. I think, you know, with mental health, I've grown up with it being so present around mm. me. Um, and again, like growing a team and having to influence and lead, you know, other people, I really just wanted to, I guess, understand it a little bit more um, and, you know, be able to help and guide others as well as understand it for my purpose. Mm. And so I guess going inward and looking at it all, you know, for myself personally, I think I was 
very much a like over-functioning anxious person. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I was anxious or depressed or shut down, but then when you look at you know, all the things I was doing and filling my life with, it was kind of clouding, you know, that kind of thing as well. Mm. So that's cool, having a different understanding of it. Um, and yeah, I just like to know, I guess you explain it in such a good way with the neuroscience side of it. Um, but just looking at like the whole picture of it has been really cool and eye-opening for me. Um, and then I can, you know, help my team with that as well. So, cool. so, so cool. um, without them knowing they are <laughs> my little <laughs> guinea pigs. Yeah, just subtly sort <laughs> yeah. of sneaking in some help. But it's it. great. Like, you know, obviously living in a state of gratitude is just seeing the beauty and just being in control of yourself. I was always tried to control everything outside. Yeah. Um, but now I feel in control of me and everything else yeah. can just flow. Yeah, it's so fantastic. And yeah. what, was the, what was the shift that helps you to shift from trying to control your environment to actually coming to a place where you could try to, well, and, and essentially actually be successful with creating yeah. control of it? Yeah. Um, so much. Like it's hard to put a finger on it, but I think the biggest thing was um, creating stillness through meditation and breath work. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I think that would be the biggest thing and like having that confidence in yourself and like letting go, I guess, of the control um, outward. Because I used to be very black and white and now I'm very flexible and, you know, like I'm stuck here. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the old Charlotte would be yeah. quite stressed. I'm wow. like, well, it's meant to be. Yeah, And it's because um, it's eight weeks minimum, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So you might even be here longer. <laughs> who yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? But um, that mm. would just show me, you know, I guess... Um, that the business can function without me, but oh, yes. that would be so cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just see it as a positive. And I think it's really cool, I guess, reflecting on just how I'm dealing with it. Like, obviously, there was still a lot of stress yesterday, but processed it. My team is so supportive. They're like, we've got you. Wow. And, um, yeah, I'm just so lucky to be here with friends and family and chatting to you. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so amazing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So amazing. So it's awesome. Yes, yes. Um, so you talked about um, you're able to process something that previously would have been triggering. How do you go through something and how do you process something now? Yeah, um, definitely... I guess like breathing. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I just have to bring it all back to the breathing. Um, yeah, was it more like? Yeah, no, it was like very shallow. like shallow, kind of stressful, yeah. and you go into like problem solving. But I was like, you know what? I can't control anything that's about to happen, so I'm just going to help to take my stress levels down. So um, just the breath work, making sure like this morning, just going for like my morning walk and still doing cold showers and. You know, keeping those little promises. It's all about the little promises. Yeah. Um, and just keeping it, keeping the attention on, like, you know, yourself and what you can do to, um, I guess, help yourself rather than control. So, I, hard to put a finger on it. It is, it is really tough. <laughs> I think yeah. with everything, it's just, like, it's the whole package. But, mm. yeah, I think breath has been a big one for me to slow down and yeah. yeah and in terms of like utilizing calming breath or in terms of the Wim Hof stuff or, or yeah so I think more so more so calming breath for that yeah. um and then the Wim Hof breath in the morning to like create that kind of control and your day but yeah. in those stressful points just really that um five eight eight or five six eight oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah 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 totally yeah. um the one that I love is the six eight ten um six, eight, the, yeah like six seconds in so actually for those listening um give that a go yourself is just as we're speaking um 
inhale for six seconds through the nose. And a great way to practice the inhale is if you bring the, I haven't actually shared with you guys yet, but it's called ujjayi breathing. Ujjayi breathing is when you um, bring sort of like the middle back part of your tongue and push it up to the top back of your sort of like at the top of your throat or top of your mouth. And in doing so, it actually opens up the airways a little bit more. So instead of the, the inhale being like, it sort of goes like, just opens up more. Okay. So um, yeah, it's a little bit different to like, nice. um, and yeah, basically what um, what it, what ujjayi breathing is for is to actually open up um, and access the whole capacity of the lung, which is yeah, it's it's, it's a really beautiful way of breathing. But the six seconds in through the nose, and then eight seconds hold, and ten seconds out through the mouth, like you're blowing through a straw. It's um yeah, really lovely breath. So if those listening um are able to uh, then definitely give that a try do at least three rounds um six rounds is best and um yeah you'll find that you'll notice a considerable difference a big part in that though is not yeah the tempo is not so important yeah um it's more so it just um helps to remember but it's more so about the um uh the fact that the exhale is longer than the inhale um yeah <laughs> i'm always i'm loving this whole situation yeah awesome so what do you feel have been um, what are you most excited about for this period of time while you're here um, yeah. just seeing all my friends and family yeah. connecting with my people again like yeah over the phone and, and you know on video chat it's just not the same so all my hugs from all my you know loved ones and just yeah I've been able to spend time with them um, and yeah explore some nature get out and you know find some waterfalls and go for some walks and stuff so New good. Zealand's beautiful I'm yeah. off to the South Island as well so yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward so to that. you're off on Thursday yeah, yeah, Thursday, cool. flying Where down you to Dunedin. Dunedin, yes. And then one of my besties and I, we're going to do a um, full road trip up to Nelson, back down to Christchurch and Queenstown. Oh, so good. Yeah. I'm actually heading down to the South Island um, after f Saturday next week. Oh, nice. So, yeah, not long after you, actually. Awesome. Yeah, because I go down to Taupo for a marathon on Saturday. Oh, that's then, exciting. And then um, after that, I'm, I'm going, I'm shooting down by car to Queenstown yeah, oh, yeah, cool. yeah so stopping off in Wellington doing Queenstown. the car ferry and yeah, yeah um, I've got a place in Arrowtown that I'm going to stay in for a couple oh, nice. of weeks yeah, yeah. oh that'll it's be cool. amazing yeah. it's so beautiful down there uh, it is it's incredible yeah, yeah. but um, yeah if we're in Queenstown at the same time perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. I will let you know yeah, yeah that'll be awesome yeah. so that'll be good but um, what I'd love to ask because I think this is quite relevant for not even just people that have their own business but just in general when it comes to a place of surrendering and letting other people take over um, certain activities or certain practices or even your business while you're away um, yeah. and being able to surrender control like that um, is a big lesson so um, what has it taken you to come to a place where you can surrender that control so that um, your employees can just you know go forward and um, yeah. be in charge of the business for so long for two months yeah. and yeah. as well um, what was the setup process to help that to make that happen because yeah you, know, you can't just willy-nilly yeah. um, throw in a bunch of employees into a business and be like okay it's all yours yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go yeah. <laughs> um, yeah first started with um, letting go of perfectionism mm. you know and having that control yourself I think it's just a learnt skill like you do it you know all yourself in business to start off with so it was just the realization that people could help um, the second thing would definitely be surrounding myself with team that I am so comfortable and I trust them to leave you know the business with so you know definitely everything that I've done to help communicate with 
like and find the right staff like they are definitely what makes it um, possible and then to a micro level is just systemizing the business so I called it like it all lived up here in my head and now it is in process yeah. oh, <laughs> so fantastic. it's just processes that they can pick up and do themselves yeah, so yeah. I'm not in control that's so, so fantastic. Letting go of the control. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man, so, and what a change in way of life yeah. that is. Yeah, and it's just like overwhelm is gone, the stress is gone. Yeah, it's very. It's like the weight is lifted. Yeah. Yeah, and do you feel like it's because you've increased the level of trust you have in yourself that you can increase the level of trust you have in others? Is that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I think when you create confidence within yourself, I was always very an outward confident person. Yeah. But having confidence in yourself to um, trust yourself as well mm. and trust your decisions and, um, yeah, to, like, to let go is is really important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, totally. And it's cool. Like, I get so much joy and excitement from their growth and seeing oh, them do fantastic. it. Like, it's so yeah. cool. And to have my team to be like, don't worry, Shay, we've got your back, is just like, wow. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes for how you've shown up for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank it, you. yeah. Oh, man. I mean, at the end of the day, if someone doesn't feel heard, they're not going to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If yeah. someone doesn't feel seen, they're not going to look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, that's so if true. someone doesn't feel supported, they're not going to support. So that's so that's true. Seems yeah. to be what's occurring, which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Oh, beautiful shot. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you yeah. for jumping on. Oh, you're yeah, so yeah, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. What, so are, nice what are you doing for the rest you. of your day? Yeah, so good to um, meet you. Just hanging out with mom. Yeah. I've got like a dinner tonight with family, see my brother. Yeah. And yeah, just oh, cool. being with my people. Yeah, well, you'll be uh, catching this a little bit live um, awesome. at some stage. Yeah, yeah, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it'll be awesome. released over a few different podcasts. So. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'll see you for dinner on Monday yeah, good. hopefully yeah cool see ya awesome brother come give me a hug oh. yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen you since some uh, resolution I think it was um, was it spirit um, yeah one of them yeah Probably spirit uh, yeah um, yeah so it's been um, it's just been um, just come across a little bit more okay. brother that's perfect yeah thank you okay yeah you're good sweet mm. um no, it's been a good year, yeah. uh, you know, and you've been part of that. Oh, thank you. you know, so yeah. I really, really appreciate um, the retreat that I went on with you and what I learned there mm. um, has helped me a lot. And, oh, awesome. Um, I'm glad to hear that. And also your daily updates as well, you know. Oh, it's, awesome. You know, I read them um, sometimes and, and it's just... Uh, really you know you're giving you're giving me and i'm sure a lot a lot of people a lot of very it's just so helpful what you say about anxiety and um facing anxiety yes, rather yes. than um uh yeah my tendency used to always to be to resist it and yes, run away from it yes and that was always like what uh kept it there and kept it going yeah and then kind of you just gave me the courage like like i'd kind of heard it somewhere else but okay. like just through reading what you'd said about facing it just just like kind of embracing it um and then it's it's like a it's like a paradox because it's um ironically it disappears it, it, it lessens the the more you sort of say yes to yeah it. <laughs> isn't that funny eh? yeah yeah um <laughs> And and yeah. and so, um, like I know, yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. It's it's something that 
I know what uh, so many people are suffering from, mm. and um, and so yeah, I'm I'm just back at university actually. So wow, um, yeah. What, what are you looking at? What are you doing? Um, I'm just learning uh, French because I like French. Oh, yeah. I like the culture. Um, and I'm refreshing my maths as well, just because I have a science bent, um, like yourself, and yeah. I just like that that uh, maths. And uh, so, um, no, it's good being yeah, back. So, uh, come here to parler français. Oui, je parle un peu français. I don't even know what that meant. To be honest, uh, I, I speak a little oh, bit. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, un yeah. peu français. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and that's a really like a nice um, mental health for me too is to have something to focus on. And um, so learning, g being in a learning environment is, is nice, um, especially now that I'm calmer and more relaxed than mm. when I was last at university. I was anxious. Yeah. And, and I do see a lot of anxiety in, in students as Isn't well. Isn't that interesting, eh? It's like once we start to resolve a little bit more within us and actually start to look at it, we yeah. start to see it in others, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can see it and, uh, and I'm, I'm actually um, going to run a few little uh, um, gatherings there just to help Talk people. Talk about that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm, it's just going to be two days a week, uh, Mondays and Thursdays uh, at Albert Park next to the university, yeah. um, 12 o'clock. And it's going to be to um, introduce breath work, mm. uh, introduce mindfulness and uh, meditation, just, um, and, and, and that's it really, just enable a space for that to happen because there's there's some of that at the university but it's actually it's there's there's only one group that's that's doing that um and um but this will be more informal it'll be in a park and um yeah so i feel i feel happy to to share share that with with people as well mm. oh, so thank you for doing that man that's amazing yeah wow. yeah yeah oh no i'm i yeah, I, I uh, know that it's um, it it feels good to share. Yeah, it mm. feels good, and and like I know that it's it's something that um, it's just so needed. <laughs> oh man, so yeah. needed. So, and I feel like those that go through anxiety or depression or just any form of suffering like that, yeah, um, become for sure so passionate about others not needing to go through that. Yeah, because yeah, they realize the pain. Yeah, I, I think also another thing that um that is is hard is actually knowing that there is anxiety because in myself i yes. know I, I i know that um often anxiety can creep in yeah and we don't find ourselves like we, we don't really notice it until it gets to this a late stage of panic or like real yes. stress yes. and um so yeah it may be uh, i i should I should uh, write down some or, or share some uh, ways of identifying anxiety. Yes, yes. Um, and, and do you mind sharing maybe some ways that you've learned to identify anxiety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because it's it's sort of like it's sort of the when when our um, for me actually one of the clearest signs is indecision. Um, so often if, I, if I'm starting to get anxious 
um, about a particular uh, event coming up or my, something in my day, something that I, I'm planning, should I do this, should I do that, then that, that kind of thinking where I can't decide and I'm sort of, and I'm, I'm just sort of swaying between, oh, I should do this, oh, I should do that. Then to me, that's a sign that I'm, I'm, my, my mind is anxious. Mm. That that the amygdala or some part of my brain is fighting with my front of my brain, my yeah. prefrontal part, and the rational side. Yeah. And there's some kind of conflict inside. And then I know that that that's anxiety. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's a that's a clear sign. And then I think also just um, it's. It, it, everything tends to be, feel more difficult. Everything yeah. feels more like a yeah a struggle. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's not the kind of ease and well-being or, or, or feeling good that that we naturally are all able to feel when when we're when we're relaxed and yeah, and that comes from the acceptance of it, right? Eh? Um, yeah, rather than the aversion of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and for like first recognizing it, and then then that's the first yeah, step. And then sure. once I know that I'm anxious, then um, then sitting and, and 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 enabling an acceptance, yeah, mm. a non-resistance yeah, to fantastic, the. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so then it's like and yeah, it's just so. Uh, and, and, and the breath techniques, I think also the like Wim Hof, um, what I found also is that often sitting and to be mindful, to be mindful or to not resist already mm. takes some level of calm. Yes. yes. But if, if we're in, not in any level of calm and, and we really are in a state of almost oh, panic. When you're really up there, yeah, yeah. With the anxiety and panic for sure. Yeah, then I think... Um, well, the most effective tool was shared by you, which was Wim Hof, yeah. um, and that's like a really powerful thing, um, I think, to to really just off switch the. Oh, man. Just changes the state, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Um, I know. I know for myself, man. When I've experienced massive panic in the past, yeah. Um, there's only been really two things that have helped me to shift out of it really quickly, which one has been completely changed my state physically um yeah so maybe i've um i've quite literally been sitting down and i've stood up and then gone for a walk um yeah, yeah. it's like completely changing my state and location situation like um, going for a run or yeah yeah, yeah. for sure and yeah. just shifting my state completely yeah. and then the other way has been the Wim Hof yeah. practice yeah, yeah to completely yeah. change um the level because i mean Wim Hof's fantastic because the amount of epinephrine um adrenaline flowing through my system at that time helps me to feel much more empowered and capable of managing my situation which is fantastic yeah 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 so it just really helps create that clarity yeah 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 yeah, yeah. there's a clarity and and it's funny how i don't notice it uh sometimes during the wim hof but yeah. later in the day i just notice i'm go aha yeah actually i i wouldn't be this calm normally wow. and that yeah. and, and so it, it has like a, a a whole day effect if i do it in the morning hmm. then it's really great um and uh, and like you said, like physical exercise, that's that's just something that I've had to really come to terms with is um, the importance of uh, getting enough physical exercise mm. just in general because it's just like we have come from uh, that as a as a species. We've come from um, 
hard work and uh, hunter gathering. So we're actually hooked up for moving our body and yeah, using it. Totally. Um, and the society is always telling us to do the opposite, which is always take the easy option, never test ourselves, mm. never push the body. Um, yeah, so so it's just really great the the effect that exercise has on the mind and yeah 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 no I feel that yeah um, um, before we go any further I'd love for you to introduce yourself because I never got to you to do that earlier oh um, yeah. yeah 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 so just um, who are you and uh, what do you do for life okay yeah yeah what do you do for life okay um, hello I'm Connell uh, <laughs> later introduction sorry guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> my name is Connell. I I do whatever I well I do many things let's put it that way yeah. but I, but my my um actual my interest since very young age has been uh awareness and enlightenment and awakening so I started meditating when I was young how young uh, were you uh, about 13 wow um yeah wow. what what drew you then to meditation That's incredible. Um, I, yeah, I, I just had this, firstly, I think, an existential fear, like everybody, of death. What is death? What is life? But I, somehow, I don't know how, but I just gravitated to meditation mm. and, and, and got a lot of out of meditation when I was very young mm. um, or, or when I was a teenager. Um, but then through my teenage years, I suffered anxiety and, and confusion around the way that we're living um and and sort of alcohol and all that comes into it and drugs uh when i was a teenager these really disrupted my sort of um my well-being yeah and uh and so i suffered a lot through that but um but i'm also naturally a scientist so i studied physics i i enjoyed physics i studied physics at school and um and then I went to university to study physics, and I did half of that before. Um, I, I, I would say an awakening happened. There was like a, yeah. a, a dropping of of my my self identity and and a shift in my whole uh, world. And so then I dropped out of university after that. Um, and and since then, yeah, I've just been traveling and and sort of learning and and um and now i feel called to give back to the world and um especially in regard to health mm. mental health and yes um yeah yeah oh, that's incredible yeah thank yeah. you for sharing that yeah well um what do you feel has been um and actually um, i'd just like to share really briefly as well um because you mentioned earlier symptoms of anxiety i know one for me has been the tenseness in the shoulders and the stomach mm -hmm. um so if I'm in a conversation and it takes a dip or a turn in a way that I wasn't expecting or wasn't really wanting, yeah. um, I'd feel a little tension in my stomach or um, even a tightness in my throat. Okay. Um, yeah, and just notice. Um, that definitely takes a little bit more awareness for sure, is yeah. noticing those little things. But even if I guess one can notice even their shoulders, which is probably the um, easier one to notice, is the tightness in the shoulders um, and then actually learning to relax uh, the shoulders and relaxing the gut and relaxing the throat. Um, that's definitely been um, a big one for myself is mm -hmm. teaching the body to be in a more of a relaxed state when a uh, quote unquote previously anxious experience has come to the surface mm -hmm. um, and I've started to go into that anxious experience and then I've chosen actually you know what this time I'm going to choose relax and calm mm -hmm. instead of anxious and fight and flight yeah. and um, 
yeah, that's definitely allowed me, um, on top of quite a few other things, to help start to shift um, yeah, what previously was an anxious experience into one that yeah. allows me to maintain calm. It's like as the body and this whole nervous system has come, become more relaxed, I'm sort of proving to my brain and my nervous system, hey, guess what? You can actually, you're actually going to be safe. Yeah. Even if you stay relaxed in this moment, you're actually going to be safe. You're going Just to be okay. Just retraining yeah. your brain. And, totally, yeah, because it doesn't need system. to go into that reactive state. Yeah, yeah but it, it thinks it does. Yeah, so it's definitely yeah. teaching it like, hey, guess what, buddy? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you can, you can chill out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it definitely it starts to learn that. I mean, at the end of the day, um, when we say nervous system, the brain and the nervous system are really one organ. And um, yeah, so at the end of the day, when I start to relax my whole system itself, it is really um, teaching the brain as well to maintain that relax yeah, yeah which is really beautiful thing um like i even notice when i'm driving man like you know a thought will be in my head and i won't even th know the thoughts there you uh -huh. know and i'll be like why are my shoulders tight oh wow my mind's been drifting to that yeah. oh okay yeah yeah it's yeah. Yeah, re really a good key that one yeah 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 and that's like just like meditation gives us that that presence of mind and 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 the breath work and yeah and yeah so um yeah, no, I'm so gra grateful that meditation has been something I come across mm. and, um, and breath work and, and eating well and mm. all that. It's, yeah, it's a holistic thing and, and, and getting, getting enough um, interaction with other people as well. Right, okay. And that's what other, uh, most people suffer from in our society is isolation. And, yeah. Um, uh, our, our capitalist system based on private privatization is is very isolating um and can be um and so we have to find ways around that to to be able to meet people and just talk talk to anybody in the street there's so much benefit in just talking to a homeless so, person oh uh, yeah true for sure yeah like, even this amazing lady over here i've had a few conversations with her um, yeah i actually wanted to learn her name because i don't know but um, the one for those that are listening to the podcast itself, she's actually been singing in the background the whole time. Um, but yeah, she's been singing in Tereo Maori. Um, and uh, yeah, she, I believe, might be, is or might be, I'm not sure actually, to be honest, um, is homeless, I think. But um, mm. is always, yeah, um, seeking donation for, um, yeah, for overall support of life. It's yeah, yeah. really a beautiful, um, but man, she's got such a beautiful heart. Yeah. You know, such a beautiful heart. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She said, hello, how are you to me oh, as I walked wow. past her. And I, in her eyes and, and her presence, she's very warm, very yeah. nice, very kind. And yeah. it's it's also it's sad because I'm it's we're cashless now. Yeah, like yeah, I'm never totally. carrying cash, but I want to give people some. Yeah. So sometimes I go to the ATM and withdraw cash. Yeah, just for that, just yeah. to be able to give it to people. Because mm. um, yeah, it's such a nice feeling that for my mental health also to to when I know if I've even made a tiny difference in someone's day. Um, it's just really nice, mm. and so giving giving is really re rewarding, and mm. um, and uh, yeah, mm, I feel that. Yeah, um, one of my mentors said to me, um, uh, "If you feel you're lacking in anything or you're scarce in anything, give that thing you feel lacking or scarce with." Yeah, um, like if you feel um, you don't feel that you've, um, if you don't feel that you've got enough time, give someone your time and mm. give someone your full presence. Yeah. If you don't feel you've got any money, give someone, like, give a busker or a homeless person a few dollars. If you don't feel like you've got enough love, go and give a whole lot of love. <laughs> and um, the yeah. feeling will end up, uh, the feeling and the experience itself needs to flow through you in order to be passed on. Mm. And that, uh, that experience itself of the giving of that thing creates a sense of abundance within that thing that it is that yeah. you're giving. And yeah, um, yeah it's... 
And I think I think I read recently you wrote um, something that really really is true. Is uh, it's kind of like that. It's it's like valuing, no, like, like not not just thinking about big dreams and big goals, but really just valuing the small and valuing the small interactions with everybody. Like mm. it doesn't matter if it's your landlord or your just your mum or your dad or whoever and just cherishing and, and giving to that um, and, as best we can and, and mm. then it's like that that's just really beautiful and really helpful yeah. mm. thank you brother thank mm. you for joining us thank you for coming um, before you go as well um, do you mind sharing um, firstly maybe your biggest lesson yeah what, biggest. Is, what's, what comes to mind <laughs> what's been your biggest lesson <laughs> um yeah, um, my biggest lesson, I would say, has been to actually listen to myself, listen, mm. trust my own um, feelings, mm. trust my own instincts, um, and and don't put don't put society's like pressures or or, f- or even friends' pressures ahead of your own needs and mm. own feelings. Yeah, that's Beautiful. my biggest. Oh, learning you. yeah thank and um, i'm still learning every day oh, and man. me too man. We're, we're, yeah too. i'm not perfect yeah. you know, no one is and uh you know so yeah mm. thank you oh. for thanks for uh you know i've never been on a podcast oh, right. so well, awesome. yeah, it's gonna it's, go live um as well it is live in the moment but okay. um, i don't know if these guys can actually especially with like bikes and stuff driving around but i don't know if these guys can hear us too well but um hopefully hopefully you can um um, but yeah, this um, this seems to be recording pretty well um, by the looks of it. I've never used um, a mixer before in my life. But oh, okay. Yep. Um, this um, is, we're uh, blessed with great weather. Yeah. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully it's um, capturing well. And um, yeah, so basically the YouTube and the podcast itself will go live um, sort of split up into pieces over the next couple of weeks. And this amazing human over here is um, going to be the reason why this can happen yeah, in the first place. So great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for cool. coming on. Do you have any final things that you'd like to share? Um, just uh, love yourself and everything will be okay. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. just it. That's yeah. actually it. Eh? Yeah. It doesn't need to be complex. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Thank, thanks for the opportunity again. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah truly. Right. Yeah. We'll give you a hug, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a quick break because I need to get out of the sun because I've been crisping and um, I've been searing and I've been cooking so <laughs> we'll take a quick break and we'll jump back into it and we are back so took a quick little break because I need to get out of the sun because um, I was crisping and I was sizzling um, I was becoming a bit of a cooked prawn but here we are so um, I just wanted to basically jump on for just another 10 or 15 minutes I just wanted to quickly share a little bit um, complete complete the sharing of my journey but before I do I do want to share as well uh, there's this been there's this been there's been this incredible human um, probably about 40 meters away from where we're recording this podcast who I see quite often here in Takapuna um, I don't actually know her name I need to find out her name but I see her quite often um, I always say hi she always says hi and um, yeah, she just came over and said hi once again um, a little bit earlier. Um, but it's the lovely lady that's singing the Teruro Māori in the background um, that you might have heard um, during this podcast. And um, I don't actually know if she's homeless or not. Um, she might be, she might not be. But um, uh, 
She's always got this lovely smile, always singing to create joy in the people with the people around her that are that are passing by. And um, what blew me away is as I was speaking to her, she's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm speaking a bit weird at the moment because someone has punched me in the face." I'm like, "What? Someone's punched that lovely lady? In the it blows my mind. I, I don't get human sometimes, but yeah, she was punched in the face. She still had a lovely smile, and um, she just recently got a, a tumor removed, a cancerous tumor." Um, and this whole time, I had no idea. And here she was, always singing away on the streets almost every single day. Um, it, it just baffles me that the amount of strength that this lady has and the amount of joy that she's able to help emit into others, uh, it just blows me away considering the amount of struggles and challenges that she's been having. Um, and she still manages to create um, such a, an abundance of joy with others. It's, it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, but it just goes to show how... Uh, how incredible humans can be um, yeah, when uh, we really decide that, um, yeah, I want to live in joy from now on <laughs> um, yeah, and make that the number one commitment. Unfortunately, um, I know for myself, um, I thought joy was a commitment, but when I really look back at um, my life, I really see it was materialism, respect from others, um, acceptance from others that was prioritized over my joy. So ultimately, I would... Um, with that concept of joy being a secondary thing, um, I would sacrifice my happiness to get the acceptance of others. I'd sacrifice my happiness to get the material things. I'd sacrifice my happiness um, in order to, you know, work more hours and uh, generate more income and um, all these different things. And my happiness would deteriorate. Now, um, who's the one that gets to that is meant to enjoy the things that I was trying to accumulate? Well, it's meant to be me. But how am I meant to enjoy those things if I can't be in a state where I can enjoy those things, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, when I finally understood that um, if my joy and my happiness isn't my number one priority, uh, then ultimately how, how can I go ahead and help inspire it in others? And how can I go ahead and then enjoy the things that I'm accumulating? So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just such a, um, it was such a transformational understanding for me um, to come to and concepts for me to come to. Um, yeah, that definitely really helps shift things once joy or when I decide that my way of life is going to be joyful from now on and that becomes a commitment and I'm going to do anything that I can so long as I remain open-minded and um, open to trying just about anything in order to actually create joy in my life. Um, unreliant on anyone else, by the way. Unreliant on um, whether someone likes me or dislikes me. Unreliant on whether I have... Um, a million in my account or zero in my account. Unreliant on whether or not um, I'm uh, doing the job that I want to be doing and I have the amount of money coming in that I want to be having coming in. Unreliant on that, still being able to come to a place of joy. That's, that's really, um, once that's a priority in life, uh, that, yeah, then only then can it happen. Yeah, because otherwise uh, the good old human brain likes to go into uh, quote unquote survival mode, but even if you are surviving, which clearly if you're listening to this, you're, of course, in some state of survival right now. You're alive. You're listening to this, right? So you survived. <laughs> you've survived. The brain's done its job, but then it's also going ahead and trying to survive even better than it already is. So now it's in a state where it wants to survive even better. <laughs> um, I mean, if you think back to um, ancient times, um, I might be surviving now, but in the next second, we could have an enemy invasion. In the next second, we could go into this crazy famine, right? Um, all of a sudden, we're not getting any rain, so our crops can't be, um, uh, grow. And, um, or maybe a storm might come in and we can't travel to go hunt, 
right? So all these different things can lead to potential uh, lack of, uh, well, life, <laughs> um, lack of survival capabilities. Uh, so ultimately this, this hoarding of accumulation of food, this hoarding of accumulation of community and structure and, you know, making everything um, uh, happen as soon as possible so that we can be in a state of ultimate possible survival. Uh, so basically, back in those times, you could never survive enough, right? You could always find some way to survive better. And that being the case, um, this needing to survive better was, well, was useful, was helpful. But unfortunately now, we've already got these comforts and conveniences uh, that really enable survival to that extent and more um, so easily, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I could live in my house for three months. I mean, frick, we did, right, during quarantine. <laughs> um, and not even leave it, right? I could even order my groceries to my door, right? I, you don't even need to leave your house anymore to cr acquire safety and security, right? You don't need to go and gather your food. You don't need to go and... Um, uh, um, you don't need to really go and do anything. You can sit at home on your Tinder app and freaking swipe right on, on the right person, and there you go. You've got a you've got a partner, right? So yes, it's not that easy, but it's possible, right? The possibility is there, which really indicates the fact that our this um, strong oh, there's a dog pooping right in front of us. <laughs> um, um, this strong need of survival isn't really necessary. So ultimately, because we're going into these these crazy strong. Um, intense experiences of survival um, we're, we're constantly in a state of stress where we can't even come to a place where joy is even a possibility uh, so that's what I mean by now more than ever uh, life has given us the opportunity to actually make joy a priority in our lives so that we can actually enjoy what is around us what is what is occurring within our lives we actually have that capability and possibility now in the past we didn't so although um, one might be programmed to be very pessimistic, to be very sad constantly, to be very anxious constantly, right? That can be transformed um, no matter how deep one is in that state. It is always, always possible so long as you've got a human brain. And if you're listening to this, you have a human brain. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's all possible. And I'll just share the final piece of my story. Um, also, how long do we have left on this good old camera, do you think? Cool. All right, I'll wrap it up in five. All right, here we go. Five minutes. Um, so just to wrap up my story, I shared earlier about sort of a little bit about my, my journey with testosterone and how I used to be very depressed and shy and anxious. And um, I was using the St. John's Wort, which is fantastic. But after a while, it started to become, um, I became very tolerant to it, right? Um, basically, you can build very, a very strong tolerance to these um to these herbs, right? Even ashwagandha, you can actually build a tolerance to that, even though it's a very, um, very mild herbal supplement compared to St. John's wort. Um, but these are all fantastic compounds that we can take that can help and assist. But remember, this alongside medication is a platform, right? It's not the solution. So long as it's seen as a platform that we can walk on and then we can um, go ahead and uh, with time, I mean, it's probably more of even infrastructure. It's probably more of scaffolding. And if in time you start to remove the scaffolding and then, um, the scaffolding from the uh, building itself, right? You want a self-sustaining building. But if the building's not self-sustained, then the um, scaffolding is always going to be necessary. So it's the same with the herbs and the medication, right? Um, use those, fantastic, please use them, especially if you need them. I highly recommend that. 
Um, but what I don't recommend is seeing it as a, as a solution because um, ultimately if the things that are creating the anxiety and the depression um, at the root aren't fixed because there's something that causes the chemical imbalance, the chemical imbalance doesn't just happen because right there's something that a deeper root that always causes that chemical imbalance to occur due to a raised amounts of stress, lower levels of serotonin, lower levels of dopamine due to the fact that this um, crazy chemical imbalance has occurred from the fact that the brain is more so in a fight or flight or freeze state so in other words a reactive state or a survival state right so long as the brain is in that state yeah this state of higher levels of serotonin which is a calming compound high levels of dopamine which is a motivation and reward compound aren't very possible in high amounts and sustainable amounts so that being said i was in that state for a long time and what really flipped it for me was um, starting to remove myself from this concept that um, counseling was the only way and therapy was the only way and psychology was the only way because I was trying to go in that direction but it wasn't working. I was trying you know, my herbs and that wasn't working. Um, I was trying meditation and yes, even that wasn't working. Why? Because I thought I knew how to meditate. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not at all. Um, I eventually came to a place where I was able to uh, remove this concept that I knew how to meditate and I opened myself up and became more receptive to learning more about how to meditate and that's when things started to actually start to shift right I learned how to sit there for 30 minutes 60 minutes even two hours sometimes in a state of meditation and learning to come to that place of strong equanimity neutrality calmness within myself um, no matter what learning to come to that place um, no matter what happens around me um, no matter what happens to me um, no matter what even happens within me, um, coming to a place where I can learn to accept and be okay with those things. And that doesn't mean becoming a doormat, but it means learning to not react in a way that I need to suffer this thing. Because as Muji says, it's not that I'm experiencing suffering, it's that I'm suffering my experiencing. It's not that I'm experiencing suffering, it's that I'm suffering my experiencing. So when sadness comes, I don't need to suffer the sadness. When anxiety comes, I don't need to suffer the anxiety. Even though I might suffer it at this point, I can learn it with time to no longer suffer that thing. And that's with practice, right? And meditation has been a really key factor to that. Um, and then, of course, understanding the brain as well has been a big one. So those two uh, routes of um, learning how to meditate and maintain meditation throughout the day, not just in the practice of meditation, but meditation's a way of life, right? It's not meditation isn't a practice. It's something you become. You become meditation. And that becomes a way of life from that state. And especially as well, learning more about the brain and how the brain functions and understanding why anxiety happens, why depression happens is very, very helpful as well because that helps one to come to an understanding of how to reverse engineer it. So those are the two big things in my life that have helped shift anxiety and depression for me alongside coaching as well, which is why I became a coach myself because it was super helpful for me. Um, I mean, it quite literally is the reason why I was able to become free myself. So... That being said, I think that might be us. Um, I know this will be um, that one of our cameras will be dying any second now. Um, and I'm surprised that this mixer lasted this whole time. It's been recording for an hour and a half and the battery hasn't even shifted one bit. That's fantastic. I am loving this mixer. Um, so that being said, um, that, that's the end of the show, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. As always, um, we do this completely free we don't run any ads nothing nothing of the sort okay so we do only have one fee and that one fee i'm holding up two fingers right it really is it's one uh the one fee is that uh 
if you found that you learned anything during this podcast, you found that you gained any value, any, even some entertainment through this episode, then um, do us a favor and either share it on your story or um, share it on social or tell someone about it. Um, and Or next time that uh, you start talking about mental health or something about the brain or you know something that you learnt, um, yeah, give your boy Kizza a shout out and be like, oh, I learnt it from my boy Kizza. You know, um, yeah, just head along to the pocket coach. That's that's where my boy is. You can uh, listen in as well. So um, that really helps us grow, and that's the only way we grow. Uh, so if you want to help us reach more people that would benefit from this sort of thing, then yeah, please um, help us out and give us a little shout out. Um, subscribing and leaving a review um, helps just as much, if not more, even um, in terms of actually allowing us to grow as well. And it keeps you guys up to date as we release ideally a podcast every Monday and Thursday midday New Zealand time. That's if. As if I'm onto it, because <laughs> there's some days when I'm, well, some weeks that I'm not. Okay, but most of the time that's going to be the case. Is of course I've got my own business outside of this. I've got my own uh, mental health foundation that's right. Uh, it's co-founded um, that I'm that I'm also co-running as well. It's called Thrive, the Thrive Organization. You can find that on Facebook if you search the Thrive Organization, um, and eventually we'll get a website going. But um, you can find us on Instagram for the nonprofit Thrive Organization. Okay, the details are going to be in the notes below, in the description below. There's also going to be, if you search The Pocket Coach on Instagram, you can find us there. Or myself, Coach Keza, right? You can find me there on Instagram as well. Um, so if you have any ideas for the podcast, if you've got any questions you'd like us to explore, then send me a message or send The Pocket Coach a message or send me an email, whatever works for you. And um, yeah, we'll definitely answer it in future episodes. So anyway... Thanks for tuning in. We'll for sure at some stage do another thing like this. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Had some amazing people come on down. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's been a blessing. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. Um, I love you guys. I wish you the best. And uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Bye now. That's why I do this for you.